Blog Talk Radio. Stay tuned. Deliverance is next. Parental discretion is advised. Live worldwide. Deliverance with your host, Jay Bartlett. For the next half hour, Jay will be exploring the unknown, the strange, the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. sacraments, sacraments for the universal body of of believers, for the body of Christ, holy, sacred sacraments that bring forth divine life, divine grace. There are seven, according to the Catholic Church, baptism, confirmation, the Eucharist, penance, the anointing of the sick, holy orders, and matrimony. Now, it's not the only church that acknowledges the sacraments that have been instituted by the Lord Jesus Christ, believers throughout the world from various different groups, Christian groups and denominations and movements that believe in the historical essentials of the faith, embrace the sacraments, embrace the seven sacraments. And according to the the Catechism of the Vatican Church, the seven sacraments touch all the stages and the important moments of Christian life. They give birth, increase, healing, and mission to the Christian's life of faith. Thus, a certain resemblance between the stages of natural life and the stages of the spiritual life. I embrace the sacraments of of the church. The sacraments have brought life into my very being. Provision, blessings, grace, goodness power. The sacraments can be an effective weapon, an effective tool for you, my friend, in particular in the context of spiritual warfare, in the exorcism. So tonight, we're going to dis- continue this discussion on the power of the sacraments in relation to exorcism on tonight's edition of Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett, and I will be here for the next half hour exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. Azerbaijan, being a Christian and a bold witness for Christ can be costly. Forum 18 News reported that on October 31st, police raided a Christian festival and detained four believers in the town of Kusar, Azerbaijan. Eighty members of a Baptist church were gathered at a believer's home for a celebration thanking God for the harvest. When police arrived, 
They turned off the gas and electricity in order to prevent the believers from preparing their meal. Police also photographed and videotaped the service and recorded the names of those present. Despite the government crackdown, believers in Azerbaijan remain faithful to Christ. To learn how you can pray for and help persecuted Christians, subscribe to the Voice of the Martyrs free monthly newsletter. Call 875-VOICE. That's 875-V-O-I-C-E. Support persecuted believers by calling 875-VOICE. The Voice of the Martyrs is a Christian nonprofit organization. Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with news about some more real-life Jesus freaks from The Voice of the Martyrs. Christians in Iraq continue to face deadly violence in what appears to be strategically planned attacks. On November 11, suspected Islamic extremists detonated 11 bombs in Christian suburbs across Baghdad, targeting shops and homes. At least five Christians were killed and 33 injured. Four days later, car bombs killed one person and injured seven. Will you pray for Iraqi believers and pray that God's plan for all people to know the truth and be saved moves forward despite the destructive plans of Islamic extremists? For the latest, go online to persecution.com. Institute the sacraments, my friends. The sacraments are holy. They're sacred. They bring forth divine life, divine grace, divine goodness. There are seven. Baptism, confirmation, the Eucharist, commonly known as the Holy Communion, the Lord's Supper, penance, the anointing of the sick, holy orders, and matrimony. Now, this broadcast, this global radio presentation may sound unique to you. In particular, you may be curious why I'm speaking of the sacraments. Well, please listen on, because I'm going to shed some light on how powerful the sacraments can be into your your own personal life, into your community, into your family, into your church. The sacrament should be practiced, should be honored, should be partaken of. The past few broadcasts, we have been dealing in particular with the Holy Communion, the Eucharist. It's one of the sacraments of the church. Of course you believe in the sacraments. Do you not believe in the the sacrament of holy matrimony, of marriage, between a husband and a wife? Of course you do. And I'm going to try in these series of broadcasts as we delve into the the power of the sacraments in relation in particular to to the ministry of exorcism, I'm going to shed some light on each of these sacraments and how they, they have a place in your life, in your community, in your family, in your marriage, in your church. The universal body of believers should be partaking of the sacraments, should be honoring the sacraments. Should we not be anointing the sick? That's one of the sacraments. Should we not be encouraging people to get married? That's one of the sacraments. Should we not water baptize 
those who have professed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? Of course. That's one of the sacraments, baptism. Should we not consecrate, set apart, anoint those who have been specifically called to the fivefold ministry, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers? This is the confirmation of the holy orders, the sacrament of the holy orders. Of course, these are very mysterious events, but they're needed within the body of Christ. And in particular, I'm talking about, on this broadcast, continue the discussion on the Holy Communion. Now, in, within my, on my, in my hands, even now in this makeshift studio, speaking with you, my friends, I'm holding the very blood the very body of the Lord Jesus. Now, just a moment ago, I was holding merely juice and some kind of wafer. But upon consecration, I am now holding the blood. I'm holding the body of the Lord Jesus. As one who partakes of the body and the blood on a consistent basis, I could speak from personal experience of the spiritual benefits that are available for the saint that partakes of the holy elements. I've partaken the blood and the body on six continents of the world. doesn't matter where I'm at. The communion has brought me great strength and blessings. So I'm going to speak on my personal experience of the spiritual benefits that are available for the saint, for you, my friend, that partakes of the holy elements. Now this experience that I'm going to be sharing with you my own personal experiences consistent with those saints throughout church history who embraced the real presence. Then that's key. Those who embraced the real presence of the Holy Communion. Now, one benefit is the spiritual union that takes place when one partakes of the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Our Savior, once revealed in the Gospel of John, chapter 6, verse 55, for my flesh... My flesh is real food. My blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. His flesh. His blood. They're real food. Now, this is the central truth of the Eucharist. The Holy Communion, the Lord's Supper. Jesus promises his very abiding presence to whoever, whoever, that means you and I, eats. That means actually partaking, physically partaking. Now, of course, we physically not only partake, but we also spiritually partake. We spiritually partake. Upon salvation, we spiritually partake, partaken of, the, of his very body, of his very blood for the forgiveness of sins. And now through holy, the sacrament of the Holy Communion, the Holy Eucharist, it's a mystery, my friends. Did not Moses write in Deuteronomy 29, verse 29, that the secret things belong to the Lord, the incarnation, the virgin birth, the triune nature of holy God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God in three persons, revealing himself in three persons, co-equal, co-eternal. These are mysteries of the faith. We're not going to totally grasp the magnitude, the, the infinite, ways of 
our God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, our living God. But we know from his holy word that whoever eats his flesh and drinks his blood, the Lord Jesus' blood, the Lord Jesus' flesh will have life. Look at verse 56 that I just read to you, my friends. Look at verse 56. If you have the scriptures with you, John chapter 6. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. Not only is he speaking of a spiritual sense, but also of a physical sense. Because he uses the word real food. The Lord Jesus, God in the flesh. Reread that verse, 55-56, and meditate on it. For Jesus said his body and his blood is real food. Is real food. Scripture is clear. Now, sinful man, the man of the natural, cannot nor will under will understand the deeper things of God. First Corinthians two speaks of this. The man without the Spirit does not accept the things that are come from the Spirit of God, for their foolishness to him. And he cannot understand them because they're spiritually discerned. The Holy Eucharist, the Holy Communion, my friends, one of the seven sacraments of the universal body of believers. Now you may say this is a Catholic idea. Yes, the Catholics understand in a deeper manner the Lord's Supper, the Holy Communion. But it's not a Catholic idea. It's a biblical idea. It's an idea of the Lord Jesus Christ that was taught very clearly, for example, in John chapter 6. The Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 10 and 11. I'm speaking of something that's been taught by your Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Do not let anyone tell you otherwise. When you partake of that after consecration, that juice that becomes the blood, the bread that becomes upon consecration the body of the Lord, you're partaking of his very life, my friends. Do not let anyone mislead you in this. <clears throat> now, You must have the Spirit of God within you to understand what I'm saying. And the Holy Eucharist can only be spiritually discerned, as it is a deeper spiritual reality. That the only those who are indwelt and walking with the Holy Spirit can understand. Now, I want to make it clear. The truth remains. Jesus is present. And he will place you into a deeper place with him by partaking of his very body, of his very blood. Now, secondly, the Holy Communion is a means for the saint to proclaim the good news. Did you know that? Did you know it's a means to, for the proclamation of the gospel? You know, the Word of God reveals as much. I mean, look with me in 1 Corinthians 11. Let me turn to it here. 1 Corinthians, if you have your Bibles, look at the Scriptures. I'm so thankful that we're taking the time to talk about the Holy Sacraments of the universal body of believers. As an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ, as a pastor, as an evangelist, as a prophet, as a teacher, these are the things I hold dear to my heart, the sacraments of the mystical body of believers. In verse, and if you look at 1 Corinthians 11, verse 26, for whoever eats this bread and drinks this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. You proclaim the gospel. You proclaim the death of Jesus Christ. Now, thirdly, there's a mystical exchange that occurs when a saint partakes of the Lord's Supper. Now, look with me in 1 Corinthians 10. 
In particular, let's look at verse 16. The Apostle Paul writing to the church of Corinth, he says, Is not the cup of thanksgiving, the cup which I'm holding in my hands even now, for which we give things a participation in the blood of Christ? Do you see that he equates the cup of thanksgiving to the blood of Jesus? And is not the bread that we break a participation in the body of Christ? It's pretty clear, isn't it? 1 Corinthians 10, 16. A supernatural union occurs with the consumption of the holy blood of the Lord Jesus and of the body, the sinless body of the Lord Jesus Christ, whereby we participate. Those are the words under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that the Apostle Paul wrote. We participate. So what I'm speaking of is very real. It's very substantial and spiritual. It's empowering, my friends. Now, there is life in the sacred Eucharist. Jesus made this clear in John, 50, uh, John 6, 57. Just as the living Father sent me and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live. Will live because of me. Feeding physically and spiritually. I'm not just talking about just spiritual feeding on the Lord, but physically feeding on the Lord Jesus. Remember, you're not just partaking of just some normal Joe's body. Of course not. That's cannibalism. You're partaking of God. You're eating of the Lord Jesus Christ in Holy Communion. It's a beautiful event. Now, the pagans of the world, those without the Spirit, will try to warp or twist, which they've done for centuries, if you think of it. Now, why would the enemy attack the Holy Eucharist above all sacraments? I believe because he knows there's power. The enemy knows there is power to defeat him, and in particular in the rite of exorcism, in the ministry of deliverance. Choose on this day, as you listen to my voice, as we read the scriptures together, as I just read in John 6:57, just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. Who feeds on me? Who feeds? Did not Jesus say my flesh is real food? It's something that's real. Very real food. Choose to participate and partake of his very life. And you'll see life spring forth from within your body, soul, and spirit. I've personally noticed, as I partake, as I partake of the blood and the body of Jesus, the holy elements, there is a strong, a very strong impartation of spiritual and physical strength that can only be described as spiritual and intense. Perhaps you would like to partake of Holy Communion with me. You know, I invite you to my meetings where we partake of the Holy Communion on a very consistent basis. I'm a strong believer in the Holy Communion. Perhaps even now, you would like to participate. Just get some, if you don't have juice, get some water. If you have wine, red wine, some grape juice. Just partake of Holy Communion together, my friends. You know, the scripture says that whoever eats the bread and drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. Everyone ought to examine, examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink of the cup. 
For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ eat and drink judgment on themselves. That is why many among you are weak and sick, and a number of you have fallen asleep. We need to examine ourselves. We need even now to reflect upon the crucifixion, the shedding of the Lord Jesus' blood, the power of his resurrection, his ascending to the Father's right hand, his second coming physically and visibly for all to see, where he will reign forevermore. There's a strong impartation of spiritual and physical strength. Why not partake of the Lord Jesus? As I sit here before you, my friend, and, and speak with you from heart to heart, from ear to ear, from eye to eye, from spirit to spirit, I tell you, my friend, there's life in the very body and the blood of Jesus. For I receive from the Lord, the Apostle Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 11, well, I also pass unto you the Lord Jesus on the night that he was betrayed took bread. And I have bread here. But remember what the Lord Jesus said, my friends, when he had the disciples gathered around him through the end of days of his physical ministry here on earth. He took the bread and he gave it to his disciples and he said, said, take, eat, this is my body. And within my hands is the bread. And when he had given thanks to Jesus, I thank you for, for your very body, for your sinless, holy body. He broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this and remember to me. Let's partake of the body of Jesus tonight. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, and I hold the cup here in this makeshift studio. I hold the cup of the Lord. Did not, not our Lord Jesus, in the few days that he had remaining physically here on earth, did he not share the cup with his disciples? And he says, go ahead, take and drink. This is my blood. And we thank Jesus for his very body, his very blood. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it to remembrance of me. Let's partake of the blood of Jesus. I, I, it's amazing. I feel such strength and supernatural power. There's such intimacy and closeness, closeness when I partake of the blood and the body of Jesus. I cannot describe it. It's spiritual. It's holy. I'm believing the, the same experience as yours, even now, wherever you're at in the world. My friends, there's so much I want to share with you. And in particular, how Holy Communion provides victory in the context of spiritual warfare. I'll be right back after this brief intermission. <laughs> Take it back, how I love you. 
Walk with Christ? China Aid Association reported that on November 12th, 
police officers from the Anhui and Bozu Bureau of Religion raided a house church and arrested more than 10 believers. Some believers were not released until that afternoon. The police also confiscated items belonging to the church. In spite of these raids, believers in China remain faithful. To learn how you can pray for and help persecuted Christians in over 50 nations around the world, subscribe to the Voice of the Martyrs free monthly newsletter. Call 875-VOICE. That's 875-V-O-I-C-E. Dial 875-VOICE today. The Voice of the Martyrs is a Christian nonprofit organization. Tate with news about another real-life Jesus freak. 
Born into a communist Cuban home in 1985, Rosa lived under the strict atheism of parents loyal to Fidel Castro. But her great-grandmother secretly shared God's love with Rosa, and the seeds of faith planted by the old woman, cultivated through prayer, came to harvest when Rosa received Christ just a few years ago. At boarding school, she was the only Christian, so Rosa did the same thing her great-grandmother did. She shared the gospel, and now she has three Christian friends she meets with in secret. Did you ever wish for more Christian friends? Maybe, like Rosa, you can make some yourself. Will you stand with the Voice of the Martyrs? Go online to persecution.com. Stay tuned. Deliverance is next. Parental discretion is advised. Live worldwide. Deliverance with your host, Jay Bartlett. For the next half hour, Jay will be exploring the unknown, the strange, the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. I'm describing the sacraments, the seven sacraments of the church, of the universal body of believers, that we, children of the living God, have the opportunity, the honor to participate in. Baptism, confirmation, the Eucharist, penance, the anointing of the sick, holy orders, and matrimony. And I'm taking these series of broadcasts, these live global presentations, to speak to you, my friends, on the powerful presence of the sacraments that should be placed in your life. For they will assist you. They will provide maximum spiritual immunity. As you partake of the Holy Communion, for example, each and every day. As we did on the broadcast in the first segment, as you partake of the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus, I feel good, my friends. I feel refreshed. You know, just here in a few hours. You know, I just participated in one of the sacraments of the Church, the Eucharist the body and the blood of Jesus, and I'm feeling so so refreshed. But here in a few hours, I get to participate in another sacrament. I'll be marrying a, a man and a woman. There'll be a husband and wife before the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and holy matrimony. That's another sacrament of the church. We're so blessed. There's so many beautiful mysteries, blessings God's given us within the body of Christ, and which we get to participate in. And it brings life. The sacraments are holy events that Christ has instituted for the church. The church to be involved in, to promote, to encourage. We're to encourage people who belong to the Lord Jesus Christ to partake of his very body and his blood. We encourage people to come unto the anointing of the sick. The anointing of the sick extends into the ministry not only of healing, of deliverance, obviously. We encourage people to seek the will of God concerning their call, their ministry. That's why we have the sacrament of holy orders, to ordain, to bless, to consecrate those who've been called by the living God 
to special service within the body? These sacraments are powerful tools, weapons, to battle the forces of darkness. And that's what we're going to discuss, how the sacraments, there's power in the sacraments, in particular in relation to exorcism on tonight's edition of Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett, and I will be for here for the next half hour, exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience Deliverance. <laughs>
limited view in that only the priests, those ordained by God, can only be the ones consecrate the the bread and the juice. I believe the scriptures teach that we are the priests unto holy God. Now, of course, I acknowledge, for example, in Ephesians 4, it's clear the Apostle Paul gives us a glimpse there is a fivefold ministry that God has called some to be in. Not all, but some. Not all are apostles. Not all are prophets. Not all are pastors, evangelists, teachers. Only a few. But when it comes to the consecration of the holy elements, I believe, since we're all priests, we have the spiritual right, and therein the ability to bless the elements. The Apostle Peter speaks with clarity on this in 1 Peter 2. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Now you may consecrate through prayer and the word the bread and the juice to become the very body and the blood of Jesus. Thus, transubstantiation, you know, a simple prayer, a Trinitarian prayer, such as the one uses in, that we use in baptism, for example, is sufficient in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. It's taught by our Lord in Matthew 28. You can use the Trinitarian prayer prior to partaking of the holy elements, prior to the consecration, offering of a, up a Trinitarian prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And again, it's paramount. As without the consecrating prayer, the elements remain the elements. Thus, transubstantiation will be hindered. Remember, you're drawing deep, my friends. You're dropping very deep into spiritual things that must be approached with belief, with reverence, and personal holiness. The miracle of transubstantiation will not occur if there remains unbelief and spiritual rebellion. Now, the Word of God speaks of this in Mark 11. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. I tell you the truth. If anyone says to the mountain, go throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt it in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe. Believe that you have it, received it, and it will be yours. This is the spiritual key in the sacrament of the Holy Communion. This is the spiritual key, my friends. And that is to not doubt the miracle that will take that will take place upon the prayer of consecration. Now Jesus calls us to believe him. And thus to enjoy his provisions of his Eucharist. The meal of Thanksgiving. The spiritual and the physical meal of Thanksgiving. Now my friends, you may be listening to this broadcast. You would like to partake of the sacrament. Of Holy Communion. You would like to receive the benefits, but the key is you need to be born again. And the question I ask you, my friend, this evening, as you listen to my voice, have you been born of the Spirit? Have you been born of the Spirit of the living God? I'm not talking about a physical birth. Obviously, you've been born physically, but have you been born of the Spirit? Jesus taught the Spirit gives life to the Spirit. The Holy Spirit will give new life to you. It'll be, a, it'll be about an inner transformation of the heart. Would you like to be born again? Jesus says you must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. 
Would you like to experience his love, his joy, his peace, his power? Wouldn't you like to have the forgiveness of sins? Wouldn't you like to experience his very body and his blood cleansing you? For remember, Jesus paid it all. There was a crucifixion. Jesus laid down his life. There is the reality of his shed blood, dying for your sins, his burial, his raising from the dead. Jesus is alive. He is sent to the Father's right hand, and he's coming again very soon. Wouldn't it be great? It would be wonderful. It would be beautiful to have your spirit made new, to be born again. Simply pray with me. Just say, Lord Jesus, I confess you as my Savior. Enter into my life. Enter into my heart. Enter into my very spirit being. Make me new, Jesus. I surrender all. I acknowledge you, Jesus, as Lord. I believe in your death, your burial, and your resurrection. And I confess Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. I repent. I turn from my wickedness and my sin. And embrace your love, your peace, your joy for me. It's in the name of Jesus I pray. Now, if you just said that simple prayer, that prayer was powerful. You become born again. Please email me at j at jbartlett.org. That's j at jbartlett.org. So I can pray with you. So I can send you a free New Testament. All you have to do is send me a, a physical address, and I will send you a free New Testament to encourage you, to inspire you, to bless you. Now, my friends, I would encourage you, if you have an opportunity, this this coming Saturday and Sunday, let me get the information up here. It's on my website, jbartlett.org, jbartlett.org. We're holding some meetings this coming weekend, November the 17th, which is a Saturday. The meeting starts at 5 p.m., public deliverance meeting in Miami, Florida, at the Hampton Inn Suites downtown, Bluebird Meeting Hall, 50 Southwest, 12th Street in Miami, Florida. Saturday service starts at 5 p.m., and I encourage you to get to the meeting so I could pray for you. Now, November the 18th, another meeting, Church of the Cross Public Deliverance Mission in Waco, outside the Dallas area. Homewood Suites, Boardroom Meeting Hall, 5620 Legend Lake Parkway in Waco, right outside my uh, uh, Dallas. Saturday, Sunday service starts at 5 p.m. I would encourage you to get there early as our meetings here of late have been jam-packed and I encourage you to be at one of these services so we can meet with you and pray with you and cast the demons out in the name of Jesus Christ we're here to serve you we're here to love you and to bless you and I do bless you my friends for you are my friends Jesus loves you I bless you in the name of the Father of the Son and of the Holy Spirit Amen
you're the Lord. 